narrowing that down to like, these are tips and resources for side hustlers was a big leap for me. It's like, okay, my audience is side hustlers. Specifically, my audience are side hustlers who also love their day jobs. And so I think that has helped sharpen my voice. When you think about someone sharing their message, you think about the writers, the speakers, the artists. You think about people who are creating original work. We put a lot of pressure on ourselves to constantly be creating original work and finding something new to say. After all, that's how we prove we're valuable, right? But creating original work isn't the only way to use your voice and speak up. I'm Tara McMullen, and this is What Works, the show that takes you behind the scenes of how small business owners are building stronger businesses through steadfast commitment and decisive action. Creating original work and dreaming up new things to say is certainly one way to use your voice, but it isn't the only way. Curators use their unique perspective and keen eye for connecting the dots to create value. They build and share their message by surfacing the work of others. They tell stories through the relationships between the pieces they choose to display side by side. I see my role as the host of this podcast as one of a curator. The way we choose the topics we're going to cover, the conversations we're going to showcase, and the small business owners we're going to talk to, it's all an act of curation. I see my role as the host of this podcast as one of a curator. The way we choose the topics we're going to cover, the conversations we're going to showcase, and the small business owners we're going to talk to, it's all an act of curation. I take a lot of pride in curating this show and thinking through how each theme relates to the next, how each conversation builds on the last, and how each guest is the opportunity to highlight a different story. I also send out a weekly newsletter where, sure, I do write an original little piece as a letter, but I also share a set of links that have caught my eye over the last week or so. It's an opportunity for me to show my point of view by highlighting ideas and voices that don't necessarily make the rounds in the small business space. By the way, if you don't already get What Works Weekly, you can subscribe by going to explorewhatworks.com weekly. I was inspired to add curation to my communication and marketing strategy by Brian Clark, the founder of Copyblogger and currently creating and curating at Unemployable. Brian started talking about curation versus creation as a way to share your message and make an impact in the summer of 2019. He said that he had started to elevate the role of editor over writer because while there is a surplus of good writing, there was a poverty of attention. In that way, curation does double duty. It's not only a way to share your perspective with your audience. It's a way to do them the service of wading through the sea of original works to deliver what's important to them. Now, I'm all in on curating. And I think it's something that most small business owners should consider as a potential way to use their voice and highlight their perspective. So to take things really meta, as I was curating this month's Speak Up theme, I knew I wanted to include a curator. And Jessica Williams came to mind. Jessica is the curator behind Jess Picks, a weekly newsletter for side hustlers. Jessica is herself a side hustler working during the day at And Yet, run by previous What Works guest Sarah Avenir. But on the side, she's been helping small business owners for years. Jessica and I talk about why she started the newsletter, what she includes each week, and how she manages her workflow to make sure it gets done. 
We also talk about what producing over 200 editions of the newsletter has taught her and how it's impacted the level of confidence she feels in using her voice. Now, let's find out what works for Jessica Williams. Jessica Williams, welcome to What Works. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. I am excited too. As a newsletter writer, I am really excited to talk to another newsletter writer and find out more about your process and your vision and how you put the whole thing together. And you have a ton of experience with this. You have put together far more editions (laughs) of your newsletter than I have put together of mine. So I am super duper excited. You have almost or over 200 editions of Just Picks. That's Mm -hmm amazing. Um, But before we get to like, where you are now, I'd kind of like to go back to the beginning. Tell me about the decision to even start a newsletter in the first place. Yeah, sure. So I so my side hustle, which is tech biz girl has kind of gone through an evolution of its own. And for a long time, I was uh, basically doing tech services for other solopreneurs, right? They were struggling with tech and I was their go-to tech person. Mm -hmm. Um, But that kind of shifted as my day job shifted because I found myself having less time or dealing with challenging schedules and all that kind of stuff. And in, in all of that, in the midst of all of that, just my my communication with my audience was suffering. I've always been like an on-again, off-again blogger. For some reason, I can't get that consistent. I don't know what it is. Probably, you know, probably need to think about it. But anyways, I had um, started a new job. So this was about four years ago. Um, I had started a new job, which was very much in line with some of my passions, right? Like as my day job, I was helping women build companies, which was amazing. Um, But I still wanted to do something for my people because I feel like I had been MIA at that point for a year or two. And, but my day job was also pretty demanding and mentally draining. So I'm like, what can I do with like a little bit of time that I have every week for my people so that I can still help them? And I think it was kind of like a series of things that came together all at once. Like I, um, I'm a big fan of AppSumo. So I'm always like trying to take advantage of their lifetime deals. And I had Mm -hmm. bought this, um, subscription to this, uh, newsletter engine, so to speak, um, that was all about curating articles. And I think at the same time, like I had seen a few people do these curated types of newsletters and, Um, I think I also kind of had an epiphany of like, I was already doing that anyways. It was just like on social media and there was not like anything to kind of tie them all together. So I think it was a series of things that happened that all kind of, you know, came to me at once. And it's like, maybe I can use this tool that I already have, um, do the things I'm already doing anyways, and just turn it into this newsletter. And Jess picks the name. I don't even know where that came from. It was just something that I had been using and it's stuck. It's kind of a thing with me and naming. And I'm just like, okay, I'm going to, cause I, I had a list at that time, but it was just pretty stagnant. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to move to this new platform mm-hmm. and I'm going to call it just picks. And that's, what's going to be the thing. And I was just, I basically sent an email. I um, imported my list over to this new um, newsletter tool called review. And I um, wrote my first issue and it was like, I think it, the title was like updates and just picks, right? And then I was like, hey, I'm doing this thing. I'm going to curate stuff every week. 
um, and I hope you like it. <laughs> that was kind of the beginning of JustPix. Awesome. Did you have um, like a revenue goal? Like, did you have an idea of how you were going to make money from the thing from the beginning? Or were you just trying to talk with people again? Yeah, I was just trying to talk with people again. I think that it it was like I was struggling at the time with what I wanted to do service wise for my business because I had a lack of time and mm -hmm. I was kind of struggling with like how I could show up and serve my audience. So I'm like, at least for now, let me just serve them in this way and, and just give them valuable, helpful content. And that was my plan. And I didn't have anything in mind other than that. Gotcha. So mm -hmm. the time issue that seemed like a, a kind of a hurdle that you were getting over, but were there any fears or concerns or obstacles that were in your mind when you were, you know, thinking about getting the thing started or, or in the process of, you know, sending out those first few editions? Yeah, I think a lot of it was like, probably mind stuff, right? Like, mm -hmm. I think I call it mind gunk. Um, it's like, well, who am I to do this curated newsletter? Like, like, you know, I'm not an authority in anything. So why are people going to listen to me? Um, so that was a fear. I think just being able to do it consistently, mm -hmm. even though I was like, if this is the one thing I can do consistently, I'd be great. I think I still was afraid that I wouldn't be able to do it consistently and put it out consistent week after week. Um, and that like doing a newsletter in this way would actually be helpful. Like those are just some of the thoughts that were in my head. Like, I don't know if doing it this way will be helpful because I think at the time too, I didn't see a lot of people doing that type of newsletter. Yeah. Um, I saw people doing, you know, very traditional newsletters. And I think even the whole curation thing just really has taken off a lot in the past couple years. And then it, I think it was still pretty new. Like I hadn't seen a lot of examples. Um, so yeah, I think a lot of it was like, is this even going to be helpful? Will I be able to keep up with it? Um, you know, will I be able to do it every week? Yeah. Um, can you describe how the newsletter is formatted today? Like if we were to open up an edition of Just Picks, can, mm -hmm. can you kind of lay out what we would see in front of us? Yes. Um, so I... I do something untraditional with my subject lines, <laughs> which probably breaks every marketing rule. Like my <laughs> subject line is always a quote. It's something that I started doing probably sometime in year one. And I just, it just stuck. And, you know, I think it does pretty well. Weird, but it does. Um, so there's I a like quote. <laughs> right? Like, I think it's, I think it's kind of fun and different. Um, so once you read the quote, um, the top section is typically where I'll include like, a personal note about something I've learned or, or happened or something that happened that week. Um, like my newsletter subscribers know that I had an ankle injury recently um, that I launched a new website. Like I talk a little bit about life and business in that mm -hmm. section. Um, after that, I, uh, I have a loves section. Um, I've kind of gone back and forth with this, but I I'm starting to hear that people like it. So I'll typically um, round up some things that I'm watching like shows, movies, um, books that I'm reading, uh, things I'm listening to, which could be music or podcasts. Um, and what else do I do? Oh, a tool, mm -hmm. like a tech tool or something that I am geeking out about that week or something. Um, and then after the love section, I have like a reads. So those are the articles that I've curated for that week. Um, typically I do between three and five. 
And I've started um, pulling in some tweets too that I'm starting to see that are fun. Um, some of them are individual tweets, some are tweet threads mm. that I think are useful for people to read. And um, I do a, uh, I call it my life vibe section. So I'll typically include like some graphical quote or inspirational message or something like that. Um, and then I have a, in case you missed it section, which typically I'll um, just highlight what the top pick was from the previous week. So Ooh, whatever the top, idea. yeah, the top clicked link, <laughs> I'll include that in that section. And then sometimes like you see people click on it again in this issue, which is really cool. So yeah, I have not noticed that before. <laughs> and now I'm like, oh my God, I have to steal that. <laughs> Yeah, I saw a couple of other newsletter writer creators do it. And I was like, I'm going to add this because this is fun. So I, that's that's what we do, right? We find things that other people are doing that are cool and try it out for ourselves. So, totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so one thing that you, I know is in there that you didn't mention is that you also put shout outs to people who buy you coffee. Oh, that's right. Right. Thank you, Dara. You're welcome. <laughs> I about that. I'm curious about this part. So I want to hear about it. Um, yes. So buying me a coffee um, is essentially like if you're familiar with Patreon or services like that, where um, readers or supporters can give you financial donations, buying me a coffee is very similar to that. Um, so I have a page set up. And what I started doing, I didn't do this at the beginning, but I started doing it. And I like it a lot is whoever bought me coffee in that week, um, I'll give them a shout out and kind of say who they are, what they do and link to something of theirs, whether that's their website, um, or their Twitter, LinkedIn account, something like that. Um, one, I think it's good because it's a shout out. Um, they're also added to the supporters section, which I also failed to mention earlier. I have a supporters section at the bottom of my newsletter. So everyone who's ever bought me coffee, I include their names. So I like doing it because it's a nice thank you. Um, but I think it also kind of indirectly reminds people that, hey, I have this buy me a coffee page. Yeah. <laughs> so they can also buy me coffee. Yeah, totally. I love yeah. it. And it's so like, it is so, um, there's a part of it that I think probably like if someone was considering shouting their customers out in their newsletter, they'd be like, Ooh, mm -hmm. is that like too direct? Is that too on the nose? But there's mm -hmm. something like, to me anyway, really beautiful about it. Cause you're celebrating yeah. the fact that people are supporting you. You are being mm -hmm. completely upfront about it. You are yeah, it's just, it makes so much sense. And I, I just, I really love it. And, and thank you for sharing like how you do it and why you do it and, and what the result of it is. Because yeah, it's just like, what a little easy way to remind people that they can support mm -hmm. you and what an easy yeah. way to thank people who do support you. It's, it's really brilliant in just such a simple, beautiful way. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate that. Absolutely. So um, are you still delivering the newsletter on the same platform as when you started? I am, surprisingly enough. Yeah. Sometimes I want to move, but I like reviews so much. It, it, it just makes um, a lot of the, I guess, the operations of the newsletter just so much easier. So I just hesitate to move for some features, you know? Totally, totally. How much mm -hmm. um, growth have you seen over the years that you've been putting it together. It, you don't have to give us exact numbers, but even just an idea of like, have you doubled your list size? Have you quadrupled your list size? What, how mm -hmm. has your subscriber count kind of moved over the years? 
Well, that's what's interesting. So, you know, it's it's almost like when you really kind of go all in on something, you start to notice change. So I've been doing this newsletter for four years now, and I think probably for the last three years or so, it's kind of hovered around this 250 to 350 subscriber kind of count, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's small, but my engagement is great. But I, I'm like, how do I grow? Like, I'm, I'm struggling to figure out how I grow. And I think, you know, at the, at the end of last year, it was very much like, okay, my newsletter needs to be my number one call to action for anything that I do, um, whether that's a podcast or a speaking gig or what have you. And I think even just focusing on that was helpful, but I think also just building up all of this street cred, if you will, like Mm -hmm. over the years, you know, I'm joining communities with other newsletter writers and all that kind of stuff. My newsletter jumped up because like my goal for this year was to hit 500 subscribers. And I was right around three, a little over 300 in January. And I'm at 500 now. Nice. Um, so I, I hit my goal the same week I sent my 200th issue, which was just like gravy. It was amazing. It was a great week. I was dancing around the house. It was awesome. Um, But, you know, but I think a lot of that was certain people started shouting out my newsletter, right? Because it's mm-hmm. like, sometimes I think it's like being consistent over time. People see that you're here and you're not going anywhere. And, you know, I think having more people share it really made a big difference in the growth this year. Awesome. And, and congratulations on both Thank milestones. You. So huge. You'll hear about Jessica's workflow for putting the newsletter together each week in just a minute. But first, a word from our What Works partners. What Works is brought to you by the What Works Network. You have a bold vision for your small business. You can see it all grown up with efficient systems, effective offers, and a sustainable business model that pays you well. And the gap between where you're at and that bold vision can feel daunting. At times, you feel like you're spinning your wheels. You work in fits and starts on building that bold vision for your business, but as time passes, you realize you haven't made a ton of progress. You're hard at work day in and day out, and you're largely doing the same things, getting the same results. Now, it's really tempting to think that the key to picking up the pace is a magic formula or a shiny object but you know better. You know the key to growing through this phase and into the next is consistent action and uncompromising commitment to making your business stronger every single day. So what's stopping you? Well, my guess is that it's a lack of focus, a lack of structure, and a lack of support. And the What Works Network is designed to help with all three. Each month, we focus on a different aspect of building a stronger business, just like we do here on the show. This month, it's speaking up. Next month is leveling up. And in December, we're focused on leading yourself and your business. Now, we layer a solid structure onto that focus by giving you an action planning kit you can use each month to commit to a project process or principle. And then we check in with you throughout the month in weekly and monthly events to help you make progress and get unstuck. And of course, we're here to support you with on-demand, go-at-your-own-pace community support on our dedicated platform. Focus, structure, and support, all to help you take consistent action toward the bold vision you have 
for your business. Now we're opening the doors to the What Works Network soon. And next month, we're focusing on leveling up, how we can learn new skills to grow a stronger business. Get your invitation to the What Works Network by going to explorewhatworks.com slash network. That's explorewhatworks.com slash network. What Works is also brought to you by Mighty Networks. Bring your community, courses, and events all together under one roof with a Mighty Network. Mighty Networks just rolled out a huge update of their events features, making it easier than ever to create dynamic, well-attended virtual events that seriously up the value of your online community or digital programs. At What Works, we've hosted 13 virtual conferences over the last three and a half years with Mighty Networks. These conferences help us connect with members, help members connect with each other, and of course, are full of valuable stories and information. What's more, we've found that great events like our virtual conferences help us keep members engaged and encourage them to strike up new conversations long after the event is over. If you're looking for a way to connect with your customers and level up the value you're providing, live events are the perfect way to do it. Check out how Mighty Networks can help you host live virtual events, as well as how you can connect your community members, charge for subscriptions, and build your brand by going to MightyNetworks.com. That's MightyNetworks.com. The thing I am absolutely most curious about is your process for how you put your <laughs> newsletter together. I am fascinated by people's yeah. process in general, but especially when it comes to this, because it's mm-hmm. like the whole world is available to you to put in your newsletter. <laughs> how do you yeah. decide? Where do you look? How do you decide what goes in there? What's your pro? Like, just walk me through from beginning to end, from where you find the stuff to how it actually gets in the newsletter. Walk me through it. Okay. Um, I will try. I will try to walk you through it. So, um, so review, which is my newsletter engine. Um, one of the features that I love about it is it has this thing called an inbox. I think it's, that's the correct name. And, um, they have these plugins that you can add on your phone and your uh, browser. So if I see an article that I'm reading, I can just click add to review inbox, right? So then it's Mm -hmm. in my queue and I can pull it into my newsletter if I so decide. Um, so just like by virtue of me being a very curious person that's always learning and always browsing the internet and finding cool stuff, that feature is very helpful. So as I see things, I'll just add them to my inbox. Those won't necessarily make it in the issue now or in the future, but maybe, right? Mm-hmm. So those are potentials. Um, also, I follow, I've follow. i been like following like a lot of blogs over the years, so... Um, of course, I can't think of any now, but oh, but yeah, like so Side Hustle Nation, Chris Gillibo, like just a bunch of sites that I found really helpful over the years. Um, I use a tool called Feedly. Um, mm-hmm. It's an RSS aggregator. So any blog that I find that I love, I basically add it to Feedly. So then that way, when I'm in my bed, like when I'm done for work, when I'm, you know, back in the days when we were commuting, when I'm commuting, I can just kind of like go through my Feedly and see what's new and happening and find articles that way as well. Um, And then sometimes I will also add those articles to Pocket, um, which Mm -hmm. is another tool that I love, which is basically a tool that you can use to save a web page to read later. Um, So yeah, so a lot of different places. 
but Feedly is probably my number one place to find new content. I'm on a bunch of other newsletters too. Um, Mm -hmm. But I, I'm always kind of, I guess my brain is always like looking for cool things I can include in just picks. Like just picks is always top of mind for me. So as I find stuff, I'm always like, okay, that's going to go in there or that's a potential for the week or whatever. So that's kind of where I find stuff, even tweets and all that kind of stuff. Like I, I add it to the inbox, I add mm-hmm. it to pocket. Um, and that's where I find my content. Um, then the actual newsletter. So basically as soon as I send a newsletter, I duplicate it and then just go through and like erase all the stuff that's not going to be applicable for the next week. So every time I send a newsletter, I'll go in it like that Monday duplicate the previous one. Um, and then I'll start for the personal notes section. I'll typically jot down some ideas of what I might cover that next week. Um, the loves I will typically, it depends. Like sometimes I'll know exactly what is happening. Sometimes I won't know. And it's very much like what's going to happen next week. Oh, so I'll just figure it out on Friday (laughs) when I mostly put it together. Um, and then, you know, the articles and all that kind of stuff. It's very much like if I if I have some ideas of ones that I already know are in my queue, I'll pull them in and then that'll help me figure out, like, do I need to be actively looking for something else to pull in this week or can I kind of chill out on that? I don't know, TBD. Um, so that's kind of like how the process works. And then um, I basically have that tab open on my laptop always. So it's mm. like, if I find something that, if I think of something, if I find something, I go to my review current issue and I just put it in there. Like I might not put a full description, um, but I'll put like a little note. And then um, typically on Fridays, sometime on Friday, I finish it up. So if I haven't written the personal section, if I haven't found articles, um, if I haven't done the loves, um, and honestly, if I can't think of certain things, I probably will just delete it, right? So mm-hmm. sometimes there's been, um, love sections where I didn't have what I was reading that week, probably because I wasn't reading that week, you know? Um, So I I do that too, because one of the things that I think I've learned doing this newsletter consistently is that it really forces you into that done versus perfect, um, I guess, uh, methodology, right? Because Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, people are expecting it Saturday at 6 a.m. So I got to send it whether it's perfect or not. So even though it's not perfect in my mind, it's like, it has to be good enough to send out in the morning. So, and it's like, sometimes it's just my perfectionism working against me and the issue's still great. And I'm just like, no, but I need to add more. <laughs> so that's like a good thing about like having it being sent out at a certain time. So yeah, Fridays is typically my day to like, basically pull it all together mm-hmm. and then schedule it to go out. Um, and I always send it um, Saturdays at 6 a.m. That's kind of my time which is also just kind of like random. I wanted it to be like a weekend thing uh-huh. since my target was side hustler. So yeah. Yeah. Did that, did that answer that question? Yeah. I know I kind of went all, all around. No, no, it was perfect. Thank you. There's so many parts of it that are similar to my process as well. But mm-hmm. I think the thing, um, the biggest difference is you working on it throughout the week. Um, mm-hmm. I can typically get the letter part of mine done ahead of time and a day in the day be- or two before, but I'm always mm-hmm. working on the curation part 
at the last mm-hmm. minute. I mean, I'm curating all week long. I'm pulling sure. just, I use a lot of the same tools that you do and I'm pulling things in and looking through them, but that's always my last minute piece. It was my last minute piece today. It'll be my last <laughs> minute piece next week, but maybe yeah. I can um, be inspired by you and try and work on it throughout the week. <laughs> yeah. So get to the last minute. Um, yeah. Awesome. Okay. So let's talk, let's talk goals now. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You mentioned at the beginning that your goal was mostly just to connect with your audience and to start sharing mm-hmm. things with them again. How has your goal for the newsletter changed? What's your goal today? That's a good question. I mean, I, I think I've been focused on growing it. So mm-hmm. um, getting 500 subscribers is like a huge milestone for me, which I thought was pretty amazing. Um, so of course now I'm like, okay, next milestone, 750, right? 750 subscribers. Um, and I think I would like to get it to a point where I feel like once I get to like 1000 subscribers, I may be at a point where I can maybe look at some other revenue streams like mm-hmm. ads, for example, Um or sponsorships. I'm still learning a lot about that side of um, revenue and newsletters and all that kind of stuff. Um, But yeah, like my goal now is continuing to make it like the focal point of what I do, right? So um, it's going to continue to be my call to action for things because it's the thing where I show up consistently for my people. Um, So that's why I want to plug it and uh, and continue growing um, that subscriber base. Uh, as far as, um, you know, support, like I, uh, the financial support I get, even from just the coffee subscribers is really nice. Like, I think I average around 50 bucks a month, which is still really awesome. Um, yeah, I, I actually just looked at that today and I was like, it's pretty awesome. That's a pretty great conversion rate. I mean, honestly, (laughs) yeah, I was just like, I'll take that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm still continuing to learn more about, um, um, just that. Like, I feel like a lot of people are making businesses out of newsletters Mm -hmm. and I'm continuing to learn about that to see what makes sense for what I'm doing. Um, cause like, I like the idea of, um, doing like buy me a coffee is just so fun. And I think it's a low lift for people. Um, Mm -hmm. It'd be nice to maybe have some partnerships at some point, like with people who want to target side hustlers um, and have those types of possible revenue opportunities. Um, I think that will come with like the subscriber growth. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. So for right now, it's like, you know, continue putting out good content. I really, um, you know, just continue to get clearer on like, what are the people that get on my list really looking for help with and really even maybe even niching down those curated articles even more. So just like really just kind of like refining it and um, improving it is really my focus because I think, you know, this newsletter has pretty much made me this side hustle resource um, because it's, again, it's like my main way of showing up. Um, And, you know, who knows like what that can open up for me. Like we're talking because of my newsletter, which is awesome. Um, So there might, open up other opportunities. So yeah, totally. not, not, not hard growth goals, I guess, but like, you know, mostly about like continuing to improve the process, continuing to grow my subscribers and really helping however I can, because what I realized through this is like, I love curation and I think I do it without thinking about it. So mm-hmm. I just want to get better at it. 
Yeah. Well, okay. So let's, that's a perfect segue into what I want to talk about next, because so the theme on what works for this month is speaking up and how we use our voices. And I really wanted to bring a curator into the show this month Mm -hmm. because I think it is like, it's not all about saying something new, right? Or, Mm -hmm. or making something curating is incredibly valuable and it's incredibly valuable way to use your voice. So Mm -hmm. I, I guess this is probably a hard question to answer and it's a hard question to ask, but what I really want to know is how your voice as a curator, your eye as a curator has evolved mm-hmm. over time um, mm-hmm. and maybe how you approach things differently today than maybe you did four years ago. Yeah. Yeah. That is a hard, a hard question um, to answer. I think, you know, I feel like it has improved. Like I think when I first started this newsletter, it was just like, I'm going to share productivity tips and fun things that I found throughout the week. And even kind of um, narrowing that down to like, these are tips and resources for side hustlers was mm-hmm. a big leap for me. Um, but it was just like, the more I do it, the the clearer I'm getting, even if I don't realize it at the time, if that makes sense. Totally. Um, so even just that has been, it's like, okay, my audience is side hustlers. Even specifically, my audience are side hustlers who also love their day jobs. Um, and that's okay. Side hustlers who don't necessarily want to go full time. Like, I think my voice and even my opinions around side hustlers have gotten better just by virtue of seeing all these articles and talking to side hustlers and, and seeing all these people feeling pressured to do things that they don't necessarily want to do. Um, and so I think that has helped sharpen my voice. And I think even writing my personal note mm-hmm. every week, like, cause that's the main piece of writing I'm putting out publicly. Um, I just think even that's gotten better. And for a long time, I was like, I don't even know if people want to hear about my life or what's going on with me. But um, when I surveyed my subscribers, like that was their favorite section. And I was like, wow, that's oh, wow. not what I expected. Not what I expected at all. Um, so, yeah, it's like I think it's just putting stuff out there and getting feedback has been great. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing that I'm trying to do a little bit better of is um, so I'm pulling in a bunch of curated articles and just curated things in general, really talking about why I love those things or why I'm including it or like what I like about it how I disagree with it, really trying to make sure that I'm putting my opinion in it because you can also say that anyone can curate anything, right? Like a lot of people mm-hmm. want to know why you are including this particular thing or why you think this needs to be read or, or watched or whatever. Um, so yeah, it's like I have power as a curator. So it's like, how do I use that power for good? So yeah, I think those are like some of the things that have been like swirling in my mind in terms of growth and just really being comfortable, just like saying, I'm going to share like the favorite TV show I watched this week and that's going to be okay. And people love it. Right. Like I think it's totally. like even just feeling more comfortable sharing those types of things. It's like, you never know how it's going to be received, but like some people like that part also because it's fun. Like it's not all business mm-hmm. and it's like you're a person too. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Well, and, you know, kind of to 
bring things full circle back to one of the things you said at the very beginning, which is that you realized you had been curating things on social media for a long Mm -hmm. time that was already part of what you were doing. And I think things Mm -hmm. like writing personal notes, sharing Mm -hmm. what you're watching on TV or what you're listening to, that's (laughs) part of the curation that we naturally do on social media. And we don't think twice about it. But then Mm -hmm. we do start thinking twice about it when we like ask for people's email address and (laughs) promise them to send us send them a newsletter every week. Mm -hmm. Um, But that is the stuff that people love because they do love not just what you're sending, like not just the stuff you're sending them, but they love your point of view. And Mm -hmm. I think that is to me, that's why curation is an important part of how we learn to speak up because if like if that's something you're interested in, if you have that kind of eye for pulling things together and why they're important and and why you might disagree with them, like you said, that mm-hmm. that is its own like that's a, your, that is its own part of your voice, your perspective, and that's what people want to hear. Whether you have a teeny tiny itty bitty business or whether <laughs> you have a giant business, people want that connection uh, mm-hmm. with you. And I just think newsletters are such a beautiful way to do it. Um, I'm trying to think. There's all sorts of more things that I could ask you uh, yet. One thing that we haven't covered that I'm curious about is what is, how does, well, I guess, what is the state of your side hustle now? Is the newsletter your, your side hustle now? Or are there other things that you're doing in addition to that? Yeah, that is. That is something that's constantly evolving, I think, just as I am personally. Um, my newsletter is my main thing. I um, I am experimenting with doing some coaching on the mm. side. I don't think I want that to be like a primary thing for me also because I, I have limited time. Mm-hmm. Um, so an offering that I'm really excited about um, promoting a little bit more, I need to promote myself better. That's a topic for another day, um, (laughs) is, uh, this kind of like side hustle office hours. It's essentially like hire me for a day. We'll chat over Voxer, um, talk about your side hustle. Um, I'm really excited about it because it's a little bit different than traditional coaching type offerings. Um, but it also kind of fits the life of a side hustler, right? Like if you're not tied to your phone, but you are able to kind of chat with a person back and forth using a tool that lets you do audio and text. Um, that could be pretty cool. So um, I think that's going to be a way for people to get like one-on-one attention. Um, I've also done a few workshops that I want to do more of as well. Just um, I've done workshops in partnership with a friend on starting a side hustle yeah. um, and there might be some more that I host on my own. I'm still thinking through that. But yeah, like I think I think I really want to try to reach as many people as I can in some way. I'm kind of noodling this idea around of like a ebook or a course, but I'm not sure about that just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I think I think the newsletter is the main thing, but there are some other things that I'm thinking about that still kind of fit in with like this life I'm trying to live, right? Because I do have a day job, I have a side hustle, I, I take care of grandma. So I kind of have a lot of things going on. So I want to do something that's still kind of, I can still do, still help be helpful, but fit within, you know, the wackiness that I have going on too. <laughs> totally. Totally. I love that. And I just love how 
comfortable you are with the pace of things too, right? Like so Mm -hmm. often the conversation is all about how do you grow faster? How do you make more money? How do you do this, 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 this? And it's just so Mm -hmm. frantic. And I love the consistency and Mm -hmm. pace and comfort and calmness that I hear Mm -hmm. you talking about this with. And I think, you know, those of us who are not side hustlers could learn from that a little bit, I yeah. think. Yeah. But, but what helps in that case is I have a day job that's kind of yeah. taking care of my my expenses, right? So I don't feel this pressure to make money, make money, make money or hustle. Mm-hmm. And and that's really what I try to tell like people that I work with. Like, first of all, you don't have to take your side hustle full time. Like, I think there's a lot of pressure around that. And it's like, there are a lot of people that like their day jobs and still want to have something of their own. And it can be small. And that's okay. Like, I don't want people to get caught up in this hustle culture or team Mm -hmm. no sleep culture, which I hate. um, Because it's like, you also still have to have a life, right? You're doing all this so that you have a better life. So actually live that life too, and take care of yourself. So amen to that. Right? I'm just like, so if anyone can learn from my example, (laughs) that's what I'm putting out there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All mm-hmm. right. Um, so you've hinted at this a little bit, but I'm, I'm curious specifically as the newsletter is related, if you were to look into your crystal ball, what are you kind mm-hmm. of seeing as the future of Just Picks? I don't see it going away, right? Like, I feel like it's very much going to be around for years to come. Um, I would love it to kind of be this media empire almost like you know um like i've looked at other newsletters like the skim or um girls night in you know a lot they're making money from essentially their newsletter like some of them have associated websites as well but like the newsletter is the main money maker Mm -hmm. um so i would love it to just kind of be like the go-to side hustler newsletter um and then become like this media empire so to speak you know in a way right like I'm not trying to take over the world or anything but I would love to just kind of like have partnerships with brands um Mm -hmm. you know do affiliate marketing for like my favorite stuff and and at least from a a monetary standpoint like having money come in that way um Mm -hmm. but yeah but also to continue doing the things that I do best which is curation in writing, like my writing has gotten so much better. Um, and just showing up that way. Like I, plus I think that I can reach more people with my newsletter than I can with just doing coaching, for example. Um, so yeah, I think, I think that's kind of what I see. I, I don't know what the, what the actual path is, but those are the things I've been thinking about. So I've really been trying to, um, just, surround myself with other newsletter creators and see what they're doing just to see like, okay, how can I position just picks um, to, you know, make money that way um, and just become this resource, like this go-to resource for a certain group of people. I love it. Uh, Just the question I ask everyone at the end of the interview is what are you most excited about right now? What am I most excited about right now? I just launched my new website, uh, which, you know, because I, I just love celebrating a lot of things at once. And I'm I, I love it. The theme is really fun. It feels light. It feels like I can bring my full personality there. Um, so I'm just excited to see 
how I can pull just picks into that a little bit more. So one of the things I've started doing is taking my curated articles from the past couple issues and including them as blog posts on my site, which mm-hmm. I'm just really excited about um, seeing what that does. It's just something new that I'm trying. Um, so I'm really excited about that. I'm really excited about just continuing to grow the newsletter. Um, and yeah, that's probably, those are probably the main things. Um, the other thing on a personal note is, uh, once the pandemic is over and people want to go to concerts and big events like that, again, I'm excited to perform and dance to some Broadway songs on stage hopefully next year. So that's also something I'm excited about. Amazing. I can't <laughs> yeah. wait to hear all about it. Jessica yeah. Williams, thank you so much for sharing your process and the like the mindset behind your newsletter and how that's helping you use your voice and use your amazing skills for curation. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. This has been awesome. Creating original work is only one way to use your voice. Curation is another. Curating ideas, curating stories, curating links or resources or panels is a truly valuable way to share your perspective and offer your audience something that can shift their world. The good news is that you don't have to commit to a weekly newsletter or a weekly podcast to try it out. You can experiment with curating right now on social media. Twitter, Instagram stories, and LinkedIn are all great places to bring together work that others have created with your unique point of view. Let me know if you try it out. Find out more about Jessica Williams and sign up for Jess Picks by going to techbizgirl.com. That's T-E-C-H-B-I-Z-G-U-R-L.com. Next week on the show, I'm talking with rebel therapist Annie Schusler about how she's found her voice as a podcaster and stretched to showcase her voice on other people's podcasts, too. What Works is produced by Yellow House Media. Our production coordinator is Sean McMullen. This episode was edited by Marty Seafelt, and our production assistants are Kristen Runvik and Lou Blazer. Get more of What Works delivered to your inbox every Thursday. I share a letter on building a stronger business and becoming a stronger leader, as well as handpicked resources to help you grow in our free weekly newsletter. Go to explorewhatworks.com slash weekly to sign up.